Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, what will you do with that binoculars re- looking into her yard? Okay. That's creepy as hell. Well, our neighborhood is filled with teeming with wilderness, with deer and coyotes and I even had a bobcat in my backyard about a year and a half ago so I saw princess go up towards Julie's house I'm not allowed on Julie's house so I took out my binoculars and I sat across when the you street, say you're not allowed I... you mean you didn't want to trespass or is there a stay away order this is the plaintiff Julia she says the defendant's cat attacked her cat on multiple occasions, and the louse won't reimburse her for the vet bills. He's a nasty neighbor who has a reputation in the neighborhood. She doesn't feel comfortable dealing with him directly, so she's suing him in this court for the $1,000 he owes her. This is the defendant, Peter DeLuca. He says this is a case of mistaken cat identity. His cat didn't get into a fight with the plaintiffs. It was another cat in the neighborhood who has attacked other cats before. He's sorry her old cat was injured because he's an animal lover, but there's no proof his cat did it and he's not paying. He's accused of a feline foibles. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $350 for money he's owed. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Julia, you are suing Mr. DeLuca for $1,000 that you say he owes you for pain and suffering and follow-up vet visits because, according to you, his cat attacked your cat. Tell me what happened. So um, I just want to back up to my first face-to-face with Peter DeLuca. Um it was an afternoon. I heard some rustling outside uh, the back door uh, to the patio, which is off of the kitchen in my cousin's house. Um, I saw Mr. DeLuca, or the defendant, come up into the neighbor's yard um, and lean over my cousin's wrought iron gate with a huge pair of binoculars. And at that point, I stepped forward to the screen door and I asked him if I could help him and what the binoculars were for. 
Um, at that point, uh, his cat had already been attacking Athena repeatedly in our yard, uh, in the backyard and the front yard. And his two other cats would come around occasionally as well. Princess is the black cat um, that's very distinct. She is maybe full grown, but a runt. I'm not sure, but she's a beautiful little black cat. All his cats are beautiful. So initially it was just Princess that was coming over and attacking Athena repeatedly. What do you mean by attacking Athena? She was coming in, stalking her in the yard, and then attempting to attack her. The Multiple attempts times mean my... what? Swatting? Like physically describe the attempts so I can envision it because attempts is a conclusionary statement on your part as opposed to right. painting the picture. Tell me exactly right. how the cat attempted. Okay. So um, there is a physical uh, attributes to a cat stalking prey or another animal, and that's getting down on its haunches, you know, and creeping up to the other animal or cat or whatever it is. Okay. Um, this happened repeatedly. Okay. And both my cousin and I uh, witnessed it multiple times. I never said anything to the defendant about it up until the point that I had the first face-to-face with him when he was in the neighbor's yard leaning over my cousin's wrought iron gate with his binoculars. You know, I got to tell you, the first thing I'd ask him about wouldn't be attempted attacks on my cat. I'd be wanting to know what he was doing there with the binoculars. Did you ask him? And That's what I right. I told you. The first thing I said was that the Can first I help words you? out of my mouth were, right. and what are, what are the binoculars for? And what did he say? He stammered a little bit and he said, oh, uh, your cat's so beautiful. I just wanted to get a closer look, of her, look at her. I bet. Okay, so go on. Uh, so there was a little dialogue about the attempted attacks, um, just to fill him in on that, um, that I was aware of his cats and told him a little bit about Athena. Although the whole thing, I just felt uncomfortable, just the whole face-to-face with the binoculars, creeping into the neighbor's yard and leaning over with the binoculars, which were massive. I've never seen binoculars that big. So I did tell him at that point um, that when she came to me, some of her teeth had been removed. She did clearly belong to somebody before she was found on the streets in L.A. And, um, and that she had asthma. Uh, did I, I never said she didn't have any teeth at all. And I also never said that she was feeble or old or decrepit. Um, I said that she was a docile cat and did not go out looking for trouble or stirring up, trying to, you know, stir up a fight with any other animal. She basically stayed in the, in the yard, front okay. yard, backyard. Okay. So what happened that caused the vet visit? Tell me about that. So there was one incident before that where Princess did, and I did witness Princess running off as right after it happened, she cut Athena's tail open. I also did not tell the defendant about that that day because it happened in between the, the vet visit and, um, and my face-to-face with him. I just watched her. I tended to her wound. But why she didn't you say anything to him? I didn't want to deal with him. I okay. didn't feel comfortable. All right. So according to you, you see his cat leave, but you don't report mm-hmm. it to animal control. You don't report it to him. You don't report it to anybody that his cat attacked your cat. I actually, I think at one point I did call animal control to see if I had any. Did you do it at any... this point on that day that we're now going over, which is. The... I, don't, I can't recall. Okay. I cannot recall. All right. Did you take your, your cat to the vet on that occasion? No, because I've had animals my whole life okay. and I just, you know, I just watched her and I cleaned the wound the best I could and I just made sure she was okay and she was fine. So I didn't. All right. So now tell me what happened on the day in question where your, your cat ends up having to go to the vet. Uh, on 9-9-21, uh, I was outside with Athena again. 
I walked over to the gate. I heard like just this insane cat, you know, the sounds they make when they're the fighting. Unmistakable um, sounds of a cat fight. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I just screamed and I ran around the corner and I saw a princess take off from Athena. Athena was sitting in a pile of her fur, literally a pile of her fur, was completely stunned. I watched Princess, she took off and ran straight back to Peter's house. Okay. And uh, just out of curiosity, is your yard fenced in or no? Yes. Okay. So then what happens? Uh, I took uh, Athena in through the back door and I just monitored, uh, monitored her for a while um, tried to see if I could, you know, if there were any exposed wounds. I saw blood in a couple of spots on her haunches, um, and she was just a mess. She wouldn't let me touch her for over an hour. Um, she was miserable. I could just tell. She kept trying to find a comfortable position and couldn't. So I monitored her for probably a little over an hour, maybe a couple of hours, um, and then I called the vets. And I told them what was going on, and they said to just continue monitoring her, that they were completely slammed. And everything in COVID right now, it's impossible to get an appointment unless it's like two or three months out, literally. So Athena did not eat. By the, she did at, not sleep. At any she point kept... in time, had you contacted the defendant to tell him, this is what I saw? No. Had you contacted animal control that night? Uh, no, not that not that day or night, okay. no. My concern was her well-being and getting her to a vet. Right, you're seen. sitting there monitoring her. You could also pick up the phone and call Peter or walk over and knock on his door and tell him what's going on. I know that's your concern, but it doesn't prevent you from alerting yeah. someone. All right, now tell me, when do you decide to take the cat to the vet? Um, so I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I called the vets again, and I probably got her there about 6 a.m. And what the did they, what did they do the with page. her there? They, they shaved half of her back. They cleaned her wounds. They uh, did they have to excreted... stitch, or did they just clean the wounds and give her antibiotics? And when when um, cats get wounds like this because of the the um, the infection that can happen, they will not suture the wounds. They okay. leave it open so it can drain. And actually, when I took her in, when one of the did things you that tell? Did... When did you finally tell Mr. DeLuca what had happened on this first vet occasion? When I got back from the vets and got Athena settled in the house, I went over and took him a copy of the bills and told him what had happened. And what did he say to you? He seemed surprised, like his cat would ne his cats would never do anything like that, um, even though I'd already told him that she, that Princess had been, and the other cats had been in the yard multiple times, but especially Princess, um, stalking Athena, um, and that she, and he'd already known that she had cut her tail open. Um, wait, wait, I, no, know, when did like, he, ha, wait, stop, because I asked you that. How did he know that she yeah. had cut her tail open? Because I asked you if you told him that and you said no. I'm sorry. After <laughs> the first face-to-face -face with him, in between the two incidents, he came over and uh, gave me his phone number, said that I need to call him every time I go outside with my cat to let him know that we're going outside every single so time. That, so I that said, he could keep his cat indoors? Yes. And you said to him more what? To I said... That that's not that probably is not going to work. I said, let me tell you. Can I tell you the times that Athena goes out? Because she has two times a day that she goes out. In the morning, around nine o'clock, is what I told him, and then e in the evening, about five, um, and then she comes back in the house. Okay. Can you tell me when you told him about the cut tail? That is the only question. Concentrate on that and answer just then, that. At that time. At that time. Okay. Let me hear from you, Mr. Deluca. When she brings you the first vet bill. What did she say to you and what do you say to her? 
Well, first of all, there were two times she came to my house. First time was with the minor incident, with the cut tail. She came to my house. She said she ad- uh, applied first aid for the cat. And I said, look, here's my phone number. Let's work this out. I want Athena to be outside. I love cats to be outside. You call, you call me, and I will keep uh, Princess in when you want Athena to go out. And then the second time wait, she wait, came over... Wait, wait, and then she says that she didn't really want to have to call you all the time. So what she wanted to do instead was she wanted to... T- she told you, my cat goes out from 9 to 9.20 and 5 to 5.20. Uh, d- is that accurate? No, that's not accurate. She said that the cat likes to go out early in the morning. She didn't say 9 o'clock. Early in the morning and dusk. Okay. And, I, and, I, and my cat likes to go out too. So And now if there's any sort of overlap with minutes, attack only takes 30 seconds. So it really needs to be precise. So I gave her my phone number. I said, let's do this together. Let's work as neighbors and cooperate. I, I love cats. I've had cats all my life, and I love for Athena and to be And what outside. was her response no to you? Oh, boy, both of you digress with the cat thing. Just listen. What was the response that she gave you regarding calling you and cooperating with you? Oh, she didn't say anything. She, she didn't say, I, no, yes, I, I will. I, she didn't say, no, I won't. She didn't say anything. Okay. She just took my so phone. So now the second time she comes over is because there's a vet bill and there's been a purported attack, and she's taken her cat to the vet. What did you say to her when she presented you with the bill? I was in shock. I've had my cat for two and, two and a half years, and I said, I can't believe my cat would do something. My cat has never done anything like that. Well, That's but she I had said. brought up to you on uh, prior occasions that she felt like your cat was aggressive to her cat. So when she brought you the bill, what did you say to her? Besides being in shock, what did you say? I said, I'll pay it. Okay. Did you pay it? Yes. All right. You end up taking the cat back to the vet a couple of other times, but that was over the same... Uh, attack, correct, Ms. Julia? Yes. Okay. Correct. Um, so there were follow-up visits, and then what happens is you present him with the follow-up visit bills, and Mr. DeLuca, by now you're getting tired of paying bills. So what is it you say yeah. to her regarding the follow-up visit bills? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She wrote on the invoice that the cat is reacting badly to the medicine. And I looked at the invoice, and it said that it was $350 for a blood test, which is very procedural. All, all cats get that. And two consultation fees, each for $150. And I th- remember her telling me when I first met her, when I had my binoculars, of course. Yeah, what were you doing with binoculars her- looking into her yard? Okay. That's creepy as hell. Well, our neighborhood is filled with teeming with wilderness, with 
deer and coyotes. And I, I even had a bobcat in my backyard about a year and a half ago. So I saw Princess go up towards Julie's house. I'm not allowed on Julie's house. So I took out my binoculars and I sat across when the When you say you're not allowed, just, you mean you didn't want to trespass or is there a stay away exactly. order? Oh, okay. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and another thing I want to mention is So you that had binoculars Pam, and you were looking at what? I was watching Princess move towards Athena, who was on the in the front, in front of the door. And what was Princess doing? I, stalking. Okay. I, I will be honest. It was yeah. she was stalking. I watched, and then but Athena then moved away and went behind to the backyard where the fences are. So I just want to mention this. I have cats, and I and I know the dates. The area is dangerous, so I keep my front door open. I rang her doorbell and I said, you know, Athena could, is in danger. Why don't you keep your door open? She said, no, I don't want to let the bugs in. This is a dangerous neighborhood. And if you really care about your cats, you do what you need to do to keep them safe. Okay. I have an article here from International Cat Care. And the question is, my cat is being beaten up by another cat in the area. What should I do? And the response is, but the underlying truth is that the victim's owner, which is Julia, must also take responsible steps to protect his or her property, which is the cat. The victim cat is clearly unable to deter intruders to defend its own territory, so the owner has to intervene in this case. This cat, which is a senior cat, nine years old, with health problems, and she told me the cat had health problems, and missing some teeth or old teeth, I'm not sure, she let the cat out and shut the door and did something else. Uh, when she came over with the bill, I said, where were you when this happened? And she said, I was doing something else. That is negligence. You don't do that in a dangerous area where there are coyotes and bobcats and other cats. Now, Pam, who lives next door, 12 years ago, gave me permission to be on her property. And there's an email that you have, Your Honor, that Pam has written that says that she allows me to be on the property anytime I want. So I wasn't trespassing. I, I care about Julia. I care about Athena. I care about all cats. And it's just, and also when she wanted the cash, I said, no, I'll give you a check. She said, okay, but leave my name off. And I look at the vet bill and she blackened out her name. She didn't want me to know her name. And then later on, when I went inside, I saw that she did call me and it said private number. She had never had any intention of ever cooperating with me in coordinating times that Athena could be out and Prince could be out. I don't know why. Everybody sees life through their own filters and lenses. And hers is dark, in my opinion. She, she's paranoid. I did nothing. I only... I gave her the money out of love. I know it's hard to believe, Julia, but I did. I didn't have to. Princess was attacked seven years ago by a cat, and I paid $200. Let me ask you, Ms. Julia, if your cat is missing numerous teeth, that means it's hard for your cat to defend itself. And if you know that there's a neighborhood, because see, these aren't dogs, right? They're cats. Right. So with dogs, that. it's so easy because the owners have to have their dogs on a leash, and if a dog comes into your yard, well, case over, right? But these are right. cats, and there is no cat leash law where you are from. And there are, there are actually places that have cat leash laws, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> um, but, but most places don't, and yours doesn't. And so it, he's right when he says it becomes an issue of cooperation. You have alerted him to the fact that there is a problem you know, that there's a little hostility and the princess comes into the yard and whatever else. But he can't stop... Princess is a cat. So cats are allowed to roam free without collars. So princess going into your yard 
is not a problem. Princess doesn't know the law of trespass. Prince, so it's there's and he is not beholden to keep Princess on a leash. So Princess going into your yard is not a problem. The problem is Princess going into your yard, you knowing it, you telling him, and then there not being some method of cooperation to see that the cats are not out at the same time. That's the only way to stop your cat from being bitten and attacked. Or you're outside with the cat. If it's 20 minutes twice a day, then you're outside with the cat to make sure your cat doesn't get hurt. But what did he do wrong? In other words, I know what Princess did. Slam down, sue Princess. You get the money out of Princess, the next time Princess gets an allowance. But see, you're suing Princess's owner. So that means he has to be derelict in some duty. You have admitted to me that he gave you his name and his number and said, just call me if there's, you know, so we can coordinate this. I hear you and I understand you think he's creepy and you don't want to because binoculars and you're you're living alone there. That's not the only reason. Well, okay, well, whatever the reasons you have for thinking he's creepy and not wanting to cooperate, they are your reasons. As he says, we all see the world through our own lenses. No one can take away your reasons. That's fine. But when someone tells you, here is the answer, and you don't have another answer because you don't leave the door open for your cat to come back in. You don't stay out there for your cat. You, you know, you don't erect 20-foot walls so his cat can't get in. You know, I, mean, I was being facetious when I said that. When there is no other solution, okay, you're just angry that his cat can roam free and don't feel it should because it attacked your cat. But he's not doing anything wrong when his cat is running free. So if you're not willing to call him and say, hey, can you make sure Princess is in because you don't want that kind of contact. I'd already heard a number of things about you can, him. I, I don't listen, you don't have to convince me. Whatever it is that bothers you, it bothers you, and that's fine. I understand. But he can, unless he violated some legal duty, he doesn't have to pay for your vet bills. It's just if he violated a legal duty. So tell me what legal duty he violated. Cats are cats. They're allowed to be out. You already know the same thing he knows. He's offered a solution that you don't find, you're not comfortable with. That's fine. But you can, you're, you're free and American. You can make any decision you want. It's wonderful. But then you come to court and you say he was irresponsible. Like, you know, there, there's a cost to making the decisions we want to live by. If you don't want to have to call him, and I don't, you know, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I, fine, whatever reason you don't want to have to do, you're not comfortable. That's fine. But that was one solution. Where if he then broke that solution, you could say, hey, we had an agreement, he broke the solution, my cat got attacked, he's got to pay the vet bill. But you're not willing to do that, and that's fine. Now what are we left with? What duty to you did he violate? He lets his cat out. His cat is allowed to trespass. His cat is not supposed to be on a leash. There's nothing the man did. If it was a dog, it would be a different story. But it's a cat. Your cat can roam. His cat can roam. All cats roam. It's very unusual that a cat only do the rounds like it's in jail and, you know, just goes around. That's not how cats act. And the law recognizes that. So they don't limit where his cat can go. It's up to the adults in the room to figure out a way to keep the cat safe. Based on what I've heard, I'm ruling in favor of the defendant in this case. And then your counterclaim against her to refund the money that you've already paid no, as you say, you did that out of love or civility or neighborly uh, niceness. And once a gift is completed, you can't sue to get the gift back. 
So in one of the rare cat attack cases we've had on the People's Court, uh, the plaintiff fails to prove she deserves $1,000 from the defendant. Um, Ms. Julia, let me ask you, what are, what are you thinking? It, the judge gave you a really good explanation. How, how are you feeling right now? She did, but she also didn't uh, take much of the evidence into uh, that was given to her uh, in regards to the case into um, effect. And I know about cat leash laws, whatever, but, you know, when your cat is staying in your own yard and your um, other than healthy thinking neighbor knows about the attacks and doesn't do anything about it, even though they've been told repeatedly that she goes out at nine o'clock in the morning for about 15 minutes and 5 p.m. for about 15 minutes. You know, I didn't feel comfortable having contact with them. A lot of people in the neighborhood don't. Well, you didn't listen to the judge. The, the you know, he didn't break a law. What do you want her to do? My cat doesn't roam. She stays in the yard. So that's where there lies the rub for me. It's not like she was going looking, going out looking for trouble. It came to her repeatedly. Well, you know, there's really nothing you can do about it but work it out with the defendant. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to talk to him. So it comes to, about, to being your problem. Mr. DeLuca, <laughs> what's your reaction to all of this? You're smiling there. Shock. What are you thinking, Peter? Shock. I gave her $350 and I didn't have to. She, if she wants to be paranoid and see life through these dark lenses of hers, that's her choice. I've been living here for 16 years. I get along with everybody. I love Pam. I love all my neighbors. They all love it when I walk my cats up the street and down the street. They, some people call me the cat whisperer. I want Athena to be out, uh, outside. If she changes her mind and wants to communicate and give me her phone number, I'd be more than happy to work with her. Well, you know, she claims she doesn't let her cat out of the yard. Your cat comes into her yard or comes over there. And yet the judge says there's nothing she can do about it. You know, your cat can is free to roam. Cats can roam. That's, well, that's look, fine. it's an interesting that's case. You're just going to have to work it out with your uh, with your with your In neighbors. September, there's been no incident, which means she's finally acting like a responsible owner and either keeping the cat in the house, the senior cat or staying close to it, which she promised to do it when I talked to her. OK. All right, sir. Thank you very much. So, Doug, we have spent um, what a thousand million gazillion hours talking about the leash law over the run of the people's court. Um, the leash law typically applies to dogs and not cats. There are a few jurisdictions that actually require that cats be on a leash. But for the most part, cats don't have to be on a leash. If a dog is off a leash and then causes an injury to a person or another animal, the dog owner is automatically responsible. Not the case with a cat. So that's why these cases actually get a little more complicated when it's cat-on-cat -cat violence. Marilyn, you've probably spent about a third of your adult life on the phone with customer service. <laughs> so do you ever actually tell them who you are? Oh, like how? Like, do you know who I am? <laughs> like, that's going to help? That's always They'll counter. put me on hold that's longer. That's never helpful, right? <laughs> that's never helpful. But you know what does happen sometimes? They figure out who you are, yeah. either from your voice or they start putting things yeah. together. That how has how happened often does that happen? That, it's happened a few times, and when it happens, um, they're, either, they're usually very excited, right. you know, because if they recognize my voice, they're a fan, or if they recognize the name, they're a fan. Right. Um, so, so do you get the refund then? Uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm usually calling to fix something, not to refund something, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's nice to be loved. This is the plaintiff. 
Keisha Williams. She says she was driving down the street one day, and as she passed the defendant's parked car, he swung his driver's side door open right into her car. The careless guy didn't look to see if it was safe to open his door. He won't pay for the damages he caused, and she's suing for the state max of $3,000 so she can get her car fixed. This is the defendant, Angel Rivera. He says the plaintiff hit his car door as he opened it to get out. His car door was already open. She misjudged the space she needed to get by, and the accident is 100% her fault, so he's not paying a thing. He's accused of not looking. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she was driving her car, minding her own business, when all of a sudden, boom, the defendant was sitting in a parked car, opened the door, and the door hit her car, damaging it. The defendant says baloney. His car door was already open, so the accident was her fault. It's the case of, well, I found my opening. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Williams, tell me what happened. Uh, so the, the, the day was, you know, uh, September 11th, it was a Saturday. I was with my daughter and her husband and we was just riding around. So we uh, went down this particular street. It was a two-way street and I was going south. And it was a car that was already uh, double parked on the left side. I was on the right side. It was cars that was also parallel parked. So there was also a speed bump in the in the street so i went very slow over the speed bump so that i wouldn't hit the car on the left and none of the cars that was parked so i'm we, we driving over the bump the speed bump and i hear like something like metal grinding and then all of a sudden i hear a boom and it was glass everywhere and i thought it was my tire or i had ran over something so I, I was, you know, I was, I was so upset. So I pulled over, and I got out the car, and I looked, and he had hit my car, the front bumper, the right side, the fender, all, all the whole side of the right side of the car, the passenger side. And so, you know, I got out the car, and I, I, I you know, I was upset. How did he hit your car? I was very upset. Well, he opened up his door and uh, hit my car when I was driving. So his car. door, so when once you finished the speed bump and you kept going forward, his door opened and then it, you didn't see it beforehand, but you now know because you've discussed it with him and everyone right. else. All right, so what happens? You, you get out of your car and do you talk to him? So I get out the car and the first thing I do is look at my car to see what that was. So I seen him getting out of the car. He had beer. He had some Coronas, uh, six pack, and he looked like he was going to his tour. To he lives on that street. Wait, when he okay. looked like he was going where? There was just an accident. You don't think he realized there was an accident? I don't know what he realized, but I was getting him so he wouldn't go nowhere. I said, "Uh-uh, get back here." Okay, hold on a second. You're implying that he was walking away with a six pack after the because well, if the car door car. did damage to your car, it also damaged the car door. 
So, and he's standing right there. Are you saying that he was trying to go back in the house? And if so, what did he, you see him do that makes you conclude that? I saw him get out the car and was walking towards his house. How many steps did he take towards and his house? It was maybe four or five. Did he close the door? And that's when I... St- of his car? I don't know. I don't remember that. I believe, I believe he did, because his door was messed up. Like I said, it, his window had busted. So did he close the door? I remember him, I do at some point, remember him trying to get the door to close because it had opened all the way up. Did you? Unnatural so like, did you talk far. to him? And if so, what was it you discussed with him? Well, at the time, uh, he didn't say much words because he didn't, he was saying that he didn't understand English too well. But I said, I need your insurance. They said that they would that they would wait until the police come, and then they'll give the the insurance and all. Okay, that so stuff. did the so police said, come? Oh. Yes, they did. And what happens? So they made sure that we stayed apart, and they talked to them, him and his sister, and they talked to me, my daughter, and her husband. Wrote our information down. What happened, Mr. Rivera? Okay, what happened was that I parked the car, and when I was going out, opened the door, she just uh, ran through the door. Because there was a car, like she said, double parked, and I think that she wasn't paying attention because there, there was a park. And this is a was, residential street. Is it just one lane one way and one lane another way? Two, a two-way street. Right, so one mm-hmm. lane one way and, and the other lane the other way, right? Yes, but there was a, yes, but there was a park uh, there was a car parked double parked. Right, but even if it's and, double parked, it's only taking up the other lane. Right. Right. Well, and so it's she, blocking I, not her, but the, the traffic coming behind it right, in the opposite right. direction. So right, why do you open the door I, to and on and without looking because that could have been your body and not the car door. She right. could have ended up yeah, hitting I, you. Yeah, but first I looked and there was no uh, Well, no she car, didn't so appear so. out of nowhere. So I don't think you looked. No, I, well, I look before, because I, because I always look, though. Well, do you? Because I get yelled at for this all the time by my husband, because he says I have a nasty habit of walking out first and then looking. Um, you got to look first. And right. if you had looked, she didn't appear out of nowhere. She's not magic. Right. She was obviously driving there, so you couldn't have looked. In fact, in the police report, the police officer says that you admitted that you didn't look. But I, I, I did look. I mean, I always look, though. Uh, well, this time it looks like you didn't since the accident happened because it's not even if there's a car double parked in the opposing lane, she, it's still just one lane each way. That car's not bothering her. She's she she notes that and says, I was going even slower because there's a car here and there's a speed bump and I'm going and all of a sudden whoop, you open the door to oncoming, tra- you know, an oncoming traffic. That's a very dangerous thing to do. And like I said, if it was two seconds later, that would be your body mm-hmm. and not the car door. Imagine then, right? So what happens here? The police come, and do they give you a ticket? No, they, they write a report, a police report. Right. And the reason I, I went to my, to my sister's door to bring some uh, food that I had, not beer. She said beer. I don't, I don't drink, though. So okay. I don't know where she's the corona. So you think she's just trying to make her case better? Well, in a, in a way, because I don't drink. Okay. 
So what was it? You, did you have any? Were you carrying anything? Some food. I had some food. I had two bags of food. Okay. Were you stepping away from the car, like she said, when the accident happened? No, we- no. No, I just went to put the bags in, in, the, in the porch. Okay. But it was a, a few So what discussion did you have with the plaintiff that day? Well, no, I, well, I didn't say much because, you know, she, uh, she was uh, speaking that, that there was a car, that she needed a car to go to work, that she was complaining, you know, but... If she would have been driving, paying attention, she would have seen it when I opened the door. Because when I, I opened the door, it was That's like, like saying it, that it, somebody it, runs across the street while I'm driving, and if I've been paying attention, I would have seen them. No, how about they don't run across the street in the middle of mm-hmm. the lane? Welcome back to the People's Court. So the question, did the plaintiff actually misjudge going around the defendant's open car door? That's the key here. Let's go back into the courtroom and find out. This one's your fault, Mr. Rivera. I don't know how to look at it in any other way. Did he Did he have insurance, Ms. Williams? Well, when I got the police report and when I found out what his insurance was, I called him and he said that his uh, policy canceled for non-payment September 6th, Are you kidding me? What, five, five days earlier? Yes. What happened, Mr. Rivera? Why weren't you insured? I wasn't sure, but I paid late, so I didn't know it was canceled. Well, you know it's canceled because they can't cancel it without sending you multiple notices. So I don't buy that. I, uh, you know, that's wild. Just wild. And then, Ms. Williams, you decided to come to small claims rather than going through the procedural difficulties of going to the higher court and get the full amount. So you're suing for $3,000. Your estimates are for $4,385. You've chosen to do it the easy way in small claims, so I am capped by the $3,000 I find in your favor in the amount of the $3,000. Consider yourself lucky you're alive, Mr. Rivera, and pay for your insurance. Thank you. So the plaintiff prevails and the defendant is on the hook for $3,000 for the damage that he caused to the plaintiff's car. Mr. Rivera, sorry about your uh, paying your insurance late. It, it cost you dearly. What, what are you thinking right now? Uh, not, not much, though. Not much? You realize it's your fault and uh, you're going to have to pay. I guess from now on you're going to look <laughs> much more carefully when you get out of your car, won't you? Yes, uh, all right, sir. He's not a man of many words, but anyway, he understands what has happened. I'm sure of that. Uh, Ms. Williams, uh, the judge said you're going to get the $3,000, and that's not enough to fix your car, but uh, it's your choice to go to small claims. So are you okay with that? Yes, I am. I'm happy. All right. Very good. All right. Thank you very much. Congratulations. You're going to get your money. So, Doug, um, this is actually a really important and serious thing to talk about. If you're in a car accident... Um, and you decide, well, there's only minor damage I'm going to take off, or I don't like the other person because they said this and that to me, you're going to get in trouble. Because if you are in an accident that causes either death, injury, or property damage, you have to stop and exchange information. If you don't, that becomes a separate crime, in some states, actually a felony. Judges, when you catch a litigant in a lie, how do you not automatically think that you will rule against them? Do you look at the lie by itself and still trust the other testimony? One of the first rules of judging testimony is 
you have to keep an open mind and kind of keep your powder dry until, <laughs> until the end because you might jump to conclusions early on about somebody telling what you think is a lie. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, there was a judge I used to appear in front of as a young prosecutor who once told me, no witness who ever told the truth ever told it the same way twice. So you could be looking at a deposition or a statement that somebody made and then comparing it to what they're saying in trial and you go, oh my God, this guy's lying. But maybe they're not, or maybe the other account is somehow inaccurate. There's a lot of reasons. The other thing is, you might hear some whoppers from the other side <laughs> as their case comes out too. So then it all becomes relative and you're trying to you know, decide between uh, potentially uh, two scoundrels who are maybe not telling the truth all the way. Um, what do you think about I, that? I, I think that if I catch you lying... You're going to discredit everything? No, no. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think I'm going to be very, very mad, okay? <laughs> right, and right. it's going to be right there in right. the forefront of my mind, um, and I'm going to look at everything else you say with a very fine-tooth comb, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to discard. Right. In other words, you're trying to find out what actually happened. You're sitting here, you're hearing one side tell you one thing, another side tell you another thing, and you're trying to find out what actually happened. That's your one and right. singular job. And if you have independent verification of various Yeah, there facts. could be independent verification of other things that right. the person says, right. and you want to get it right. So people are very prone to trying to make their case look better. It happens all the time. Right. It's not usually an out-and-out -out lie. You know, you sit there and you listen to it, you weigh the rest of what they said, and you make decisions. But yeah, it costs you when a judge catches you lying. Right. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.